Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will look into the always exciting, especially this year, AFC West. Speaking of exciting, are you excited, Kevin? I've never been so excited, Bobby. That's, I do love the AFC a lot. West. It's got my boy, um, my homies in it. Uh, yes, that's right. And we'll see. We we know that uh, I am not as high on him as you are. Uh, another thing we know is that there's no chance that you looked at the show notes. Correct. So you don't know what our listener question is for the week. Correct. And it's been one of my favorites. Um, I love the chaos that the NFL can bring especially when it comes to the free agency time, people changing teams, all these crazy trades we've had. I have loved every second of it. And our listener question goes along with that. And it's what are some trades you would love to see go down before the start of the regular season? Now, before you ask me to repeat the question, like you always do, I'll go ahead and do that for you. What are some trades you would love to see go down before the start of the regular season? Now I have three. Do you want me to go through mine and then we talk about that while you come up with at least one of yours? No. Do you have one? I had one, but now it just got ruined today. Oh, okay. Where did you want Julio to go? Who? Oh, I thought you were talking about Julio Jones going to the Buccaneers. No. It was um, I wanted Metcalf to go to the Chiefs. But he got just it. got a $72 million extension, so I guess that's not happening. Uh, well, I can tell you that that ruined one of mine as well. That must. I just checked the updated news an hour ago, so it must have happened within the, the yeah. last hour. Coming three, years, 70, three years, $72 million extension. So well. Any hope that he's going anywhere. One I would have thought would have been interesting was DK Metcalf to the Texans. Huh. Um well, listen, uh, listen. Why would they do that? Just so they can waste him for three years? Who, the Texans? Yeah, why would they do that? Well, they have the draft ammunition. They have, with all the draft picks they got uh, from the Sean Watson trade. Right, right. And they're a young team. They had, when we talked about them, we six starters that they just drafted uh, and six that we liked. We really enjoyed their draft. We thought they did a nice job. Davis Mills, he's a high completion percentage thrower. He was fourth in deep ball percentage. And uh, DK Metcalf pair of Brandon Cooks, that, I think they'd be pretty great together. I would have liked to see that go down. Well, I mean, I'll buy what you're selling there, but I don't know. That just seems – I think they're primed to really put together a strong team for maybe years to come, unless they completely butcher it. I don't know. I think throwing all that away to bring in one guy that I mean could make a little difference. I, I just I, I think they're still too far apart to even too far what away. What are they throwing to, away though? I mean, that. what would they have to give up for a first, a first and a second? It'd be a uh, lot, what, man. What would After they have that contract, it had to be something big. I mean, the well we thought that Seattle was not really interested in extending him. So obviously that was, that was wrong. Um, but I don't think he would have, would they have to give up five draft picks like uh, Miami did for Tyreek Hill? I don't, I don't think it, the price tag would have been that steep. Maybe not that high, but I don't know. I just, it just doesn't seem like they're quite ready to make a big splash for one guy. I think they That's still fair. have a little more building to do before, before you really make that big move that, that that then takes you over that hump. 
Yeah, but this is just something you'd like to see. I'm obviously yeah, yeah. not saying and that. anybody loved it. Anybody loved to have the guy. He's going to help any team. I'm just saying, I think that as a landing spot is that they're still a year or two away from, from making that big jump of, of, of a move like that. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I mentioned Kareem Hunt to the Bills. I think that would be absolutely nice. electric, not just for fantasy, but real football. He's already shown, you know, his rookie season. I think he led the, the league in rushing with the Chiefs. He could be the lead back and man to go to the Bills and that offense, that would just I can't imagine anyone being able to stop them. In in Cleveland, if Watson really gets suspended, are they gonna are they even are they gonna blow it up and just say, you know, we're just tanking this year. Who cares? Let's get what we can for who we can and let's just start over fresh next year. Man, you could well, get so there's... much for him right now. He's so valuable. Correct. And now it almost seems, though, that people are anticipating a lesser suspend, suspension. I just saw today something like, you know, they're thinking maybe two to six games, whereas before we were thinking at least a full year. It's so freaking ridiculous. This dude it's is wild. just as a freaking predator, and he's going to get off almost scot-free while, meanwhile, our, our beloved Calvin Ridley gets a year for doing something that your average Joe on your street does on a monthly basis. It's just – it's. I, I, I just – the precedents that have been set are so terrible. I wish Goodell would just wipe the chalkboard, whiteboard clean, and start over and make any of this make sense because it's, it's just crazy. I don't know how you can go around doing that, what he's done, and you get two or three games. Some other dude just bets on a football game he's not in and gets a year. Uh, uh. I'm, I'm with you. Um, listen, I agree. You, <laughs> I'm going to stop saying Watson on this – on this show though because i think it gets you a little too fired up what are you going to call him then i'm not going to say it i'm not going to say it at all we're just call going to pretend the, it's not happening. predator okay um the trade that i would like to see the most and the one that i've been screaming about on twitter is can we please get jimmy g to the dolphins already he knows the system that's, he, that's shenanigans he, it's not oh my, the, the dolphin every piece of the dolphins offense for fantasy purposes, everyone would you'd have to move him up your board. I mean, Tua his Tua's yards per attempt was six point eight last year. Jimmy G's was eight point six. I mean, that alone, just get him there, get these skill position players a better chance to succeed. Come on, just make it happen already. So this is just something you'd like to see happen. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I just yeah, I'd be very surprised to happen. I, I don't know. I love oh, this, this isn't a prediction. The problem is if you get Jimmy G trade for him or he eventually just gets cut and you get to bring him in, he's going to play like six games. You got to play two of the rest anyway. Now two is going to be the backup and his little feelings are going to get hurt. And then I think Jimmy G, he, did, he only missed two games last year, right? Was it only two? It seems like it I can see that he played in some of those, but I know that there was various, like he missed time. He played a few downs here. He just. I, I love Jimmy G. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm with you. I mean, it's definitely a step up from Tua. He played in 15 games last year. He only missed two. I mean, if you're if you're thinking like that, so you, so you're thinking of guys that you think actually have a chance of being traded, as opposed to just you know, I'd like to see Mahomes go to Miami type deal. You can. This is this is art, my friend. You can interpret this question any way you want. No, there's not much to I. I not thought a whole lot about that. I was really hoping Metcalf would go to the Chiefs. We were talking about that way back before the draft, how just Correct. badass just that take, could be. 
what you got for Tyreek Hill and just give it to DK. All right. I think I even mentioned to you at one point that, man, maybe this is Reed's grand plan is we were even checking like the ages. I remember you and I were talking, we were checking the ages of the two of them that, well, and I, cause I remember I called you like, well, what do you think about this? What if this is all part of this uh, long con here and it, and, and this and this and this are all going to fall into place. And, and he goes there like, how dreamy would that be? But not happening. All right. Um, so you good now? We ready to move on to the AFC West? Well, sure, buddy. Awesome. Denver Broncos. Let me tell you a little bit about them. They are currently tied for seventh with plus 1600 odds to win the Super Bowl, even though they finished last year seven to 10 and last in the division. Uh, the tough thing about the Broncos is that whatever happened last year, it doesn't really matter how often they ran the ball, how often they pass, what were their tendencies in the red zone. All that stuff. The only thing we can really look at is our coaching staff, but even then, they're new. Now, we can look at Nathaniel Hackett's pass, which I did a little bit. He's coming off back-to-back years of having a top-10 passing offense in Green Bay, so I think it's safe to say Russell's going to get his chance to go off. And as far as defense for Denver Broncos, we can't forget they had the third-best scoring defense in the league and were top-15 in both passing and rushing defense. This squad is set up for a Super Bowl run. Uh, yeah, but then they're also set up to maybe come in last place in their own division. We could do that for every single exactly. Yeah. So did you just see Nate Hackett's quote just uh, just came out? I did not. Not only is he going to let Russ cook, the whole thing's based off that quarterback. See how those guys were in the practice, how it's going to look as we keep moving forward and they get used to it. The play calls and continue to master the system. Then they will maybe go a little bit quicker and maybe slow it down some. Once again, it's all about that quarterback. As fast as he wants to go, I want to go. Russ Love has it. been dreaming for somebody to tell yeah, him that for 10 right. freaking years. You but mean, he yeah. just keeps pulling the reins tighter and tighter. This dude, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer anyway, but it'd be a no-brainer at this point if he played for any team in the league besides Seattle. Uh, I'm just I'm, – I'm excited to watch him. I don't, even, I don't care if they win six games. They're going to be so freaking fun to watch. Like on both sides of the ball too. And I mean, we're not, we're not in um, Buffalo territory where we, where we have an opportunity to be the top scoring off. I don't know. I saw a meme the other day that had to rank number two defense in the league. The Broncos. Are we, are the Broncos in a position where they could be the number one scoring offense and the number one scoring defense in the league? Uh, We might be, we might be in a position where that could be true. Are you talking about from an NFL standpoint or from a fantasy standpoint? Okay. NFL. Okay. I mean, maybe it's just tough in that division because right. you're, you're that's, going that's to get killer. lit up some regardless. So it will be tough, right. but man, you, you don't know. They're going to be good. They're all just going to beat up on each other. My really, to me, their records don't even matter in their division is how much they're going to beat the crap out of the rest of the league. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch sure four is. teams made with winning records. Uh, and definitely a team that everyone is looking forward to watching, and that's Kansas City Chiefs. They have the third best odds to win the title at plus 1,000. They are the defending uh, division champs at 12 and 5. But I don't think the loss of Tyreek Hill and Tyron Matthew can be understated. They did add several different pieces Juju Smith Schuster, MVS, Sky Moore, along with George Karloftis and Trent McDuffie, on, the rookies on defense. Yeah. They were fourth in scoring offense last year, eighth in scoring defense, but with so much turnover, 
it's tough to put a whole lot of stock in that and how that's going to uh, pan out this year. What we do know is that they're going to pass. And they're going to pass a lot. Andy Reid's going to have to be really creative in his game planning. Uh, and I can see the Chiefs finishing anywhere, like you just said, first to worst. Probably not worst, but I wouldn't be overly surprised if it happened. I'd like to quote Darth Vader when I say this to you, friend. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Because as long as number 15 is behind center, that's the team to beat, buddy. That's just the way it is. Look at him dancing for you. Okay. There's a there's a there's a Pat Mahomes Funko Pop. That's what they're called. Yeah, you got that right. Dancing around on your screen. You got that right. Yeah, I've also never seen a Star Wars movie from start to finish. That's about the stupidest thing you've ever said in a in a world of that's, stupid, stupid that's quotes. Saying a lot. That I mean, is, it's just it seems uh, un-American. I I I at times if I think threaten to take your man card that you've never seen anything uh Star Wars. It's just I don't know, it's just stupid. I don't know what else to tell you. It's just asinine. Not interested. Not interested. Yeah. I am interested in how you feel about the Chiefs though. You you, you think you think you're not worried about the losses that they've that they've nope. taken and as far as their roster? Nope. I told you. I think you can make the case as an overall unit, their wide receiver core might be better. They don't have Tyreek. I, I don't think any one of them replaces him. I think they'll have growing pains for four, five, six weeks, and then they'll be fine. As long as you got my homies, I, I think you're – and Reed, I think you're pretty much in business. And I don't think they, they got killed on defense either. I love the honey badger. I really do. We I, love Karloftis too. That addition's great. Yeah, you know, that uh, just, I just don't think, I think it's hard to not give Andy Reid the benefit of the doubt at this point. Well, I agree. But when you're an Eagles fan and you watch him get so close so often and not get it done, he did get it done in Kansas City, obviously, but he, he also did. got close and didn't get it done. So how maybe he just got lucky once. Well, I can't you know really get too, too down on a coach who made it to the Super Bowl a second time and lost. It's not likely that, that, that like he had a bad season because of that. I'm not uh, down on him. Yeah, I, I, the AFC's just stacked. It I'm is. Not, I'm not pretending KC's going to just roll through everybody. I don't believe that. But I think until somebody steps up and beats them, they're the favorites to win this division. All right. Um, the team that's not the favorite will be the Las Vegas Raiders. They are 17th right now in the NFL uh, in terms of odds of winning the Super Bowl plus 4,000. They finished last year second in the division at 10 and 7, which was wild because there was a lot of turmoil going on with them mm -hmm. last year. John Gruden and switching coaches and all kinds of stuff, losing players. Uh, they, it's wild they made the playoffs. Brand new coach Josh McDaniels comes in and brand new toy and Devontae Adams. We had the Colts, who were a top 10 offense and top 10 defense, miss the playoffs. And the Raiders were 18th in offense and 26th in scoring defense. But they managed to find a spot in the postseason. That, sir, is why we play the games. And they also had a negative 65-point differential. They were outscored by 65 points total on the year and still played extra games. That is wild to me. They have the 29th ranked offensive line, according to PFF. That is not stellar. The biggest question mark for me 
um, as far as fantasy is concerned, is what is this offense going to look like with McDaniels in the building? Is it going to be that running back by committee and short, quick passing game that we saw the Patriots run for 20 years? If I had to guess, I'd say it probably is. But we've also seen coaches try to be Belichick after leaving New England, and it just doesn't work. What do you think yeah. this uh, this offense looks like? Well, it's funny you said that because that includes him. Correct. He's already crashed and burned once. Uh, I think it'll be more, far more open than the, the Patriots. I think he'll still do the RBBC. Uh, but I, I don't think that they went out and did what they did to just waste it. I, I can't imagine. I think they're going to open up. I think they're going to have to. I do think when they play some of the high-scoring offenses, they will try to do a little more ball control, uh, slow down. The best, best way to stop the Chiefs and Chargers and Broncos from scoring is keep their offense off the field. You got Max Crosby, who I don't know who it was. I saw Coach, one of the guys on the team referred to him as a generational talent, that he's just just improving so much every year. He's already all pro. I don't know. These guys could do some damage, buddy. And Carr does like to throw deep. So if they do want to open up that offense, they can do it. Absolutely, they can. All the pieces are there. You you could say top two receivers, tight end. You could say that's the best unit in the league of their top two and the tight end. Those three guys, when they're on the field, who do you cover? It's it's Their games do play well off of each other because you have that big tight end in Waller taking up the seams. You got Devontae Adams who can do literally anything. And then you got little Hunter Renfro running around doing those quick slants and cuts yeah. and that awesome route running. It's it's and quite the trio. he's a badass too. He's not afraid of contact. He doesn't run across Correct. the middle and duck. That is most definitely him and Cooper Cup, dude. They 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 put their heads down and try to knock you over. I still can't get over that the picture on running around Twitter and and Facebook social media, DK Metcalf and Hunter Renfro side right. by side. Just the the body makeup of those two guys and knowing that they're both NFL wide receivers is shocking. You could you could make. I know this sounds crazy to anybody listening, but you can make the argument that Renfro is a better receiver as far as DK. A straight up. Yeah, as a straight DK runs two routes, maybe a third. Renfro catches everything. He doesn't get all diva on you. He puts his head down. He does his thing. And that's not a knock on DK. He's a great receiver. But man, as far as his overall game, Renfro is a beast. It didn't, didn't, it wasn't him, either he or Cup like voted one, two or in the top three by other league receivers over the winter of the best route runners in the game. I'm just Possibly. saying from I, straight I up all list. the routes he can run, all the things he can do. He's he great. Have, he doesn't have DK straight line speed. I'm not pretending that he, he can't just throw three DBs to the ground and catch a contested ball quite the same as him. But I mean, the, the stats are there and the dude's a, the dude's a machine. I was watching some, um, it's like NFL training camp live or something on TV the other day. And they were at Raiders camp and they were just showing receivers running, running routes, running through drills. And nobody else looks like Renfro running the routes. I mean, he's just far and above everybody else. Um, even yeah. Devontae Adams ran the first route and I was like, Oh, that looked pretty good. And then Renfro ran the exact same route. And I was just like, man, that, that Precision. is how you run that route right there. Precision. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's huge for, for a quarterback. Cause they know, you're going to run it right every time. They, all they got to do is put the ball there, boom, catch. Yep. And they're all going to feed off each other, right? Any given game, who's the guy that the other team's going to double on? Because they might find if they're doubling on Adams all the time that these other guys are eating them up, and now teams have to shift a little bit. 
I don't know how you cover all these people. It's going to be it's tough. And it, it, how do you cover these teams? And we'll, we'll get to these the receivers in a little yeah. bit, but it's that's that's the big question mark for fantasy is how are the targets going to pan out? There's absolutely no way to know. I don't care what analyst tells you anything. They're, in real life, there is absolutely no way to know. The Raiders don't even know. So Mm-mm. it's it's we're just doing our best here. Chargers, yeah. they are sixth in odds to win the Super Bowl, which is nice. Top six, I like it. Plus fourteen hundred. They were nine and eight last year, finishing third in the division. They were fifth in the NFL in scoring offense, only 29th in scoring defense. Outside of my Eagles, buddy, this is my favorite team in the league right now, especially with these pieces they have. I can't wait to watch them. They have one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, great wide receivers, a creative running game, star-studded defense now. They went out and uh, traded for Khalil Mack. They're building their team from the inside out with drafting offensive linemen back-to-back years in the first round. It is great. They are doing it the right way. Five of their eight losses were by one score. So a different bounce here or there. This team could have been playoff bound last year. Could have. They've got all the pieces. This is one of those teams that looks unstoppable on paper. How's it going to pan out? I like that the core is all still there. They just brought in some extra free agents to get better. Do you see Khalil right. Mack, what he said yesterday, day before some, that he's already accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish when he entered the NFL except one thing, win a Super Bowl. He doesn't care about his stats. He doesn't care about this, doesn't care about that. The only thing he wants is that Lombardi trophy this year. So I can see him really, you know, doing whatever he has to to do. It's going to be interesting, dude, this division. I mean, you you could make the argument that the team that wins this division is winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Buffalo be a little upset about that, but. I know. I'm just saying you can make that argument. They, uh. It's going to be some strength there. Um, and how, how cool would it be if, if for the first time in NFL history if all four teams from a division made the playoffs? Oh, because we had the expanded playoff yeah. system. Seven now. teams now. So you've got four mm-hmm. division winners and three wild cards. It could happen. There's been three from division, the same division many times, right. but never all four. But say the worst one in the division is 10 and 7. It's a possibility. That'd be interesting. All right, sir. Uh, another thing that's going to make this division interesting is those quarterbacks. And let's get with the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson, we touched on him a little bit. He's coming off somewhat of a down year. He missed some games. He, but even with those uh, missed games, he was still only quarterback 13 in fantasy points per game. Part of that was because the Seahawks were 31st in pass attempts. That being said, Wilson doesn't need a lot of attempts to be successful, especially now he has – the most weapons he's ever had in his career. The Broncos have a stout run game. Uh, but that should open things up for a guy who had the most air yards per attempt last year. Wilson is one of the best deep throwers possibly ever and should thrive in this Denver offense. Um, and if you like projections, he's currently going as QB 10. So if you like where you have him statted out, you don't have to spend a lot of draft capital to get him. So if you, you could easily see QB one overall at the end of the year is in his range of outcomes. I don't think it's likely it's a possibility though. He's one of QB 10 right now, but he was top. He was number one through halfway this, through the season last year. He was lighting it up weekly, like literally that hand injury. Week. He killed. was number one. Then he blew his finger apart. When he came back, he was never the same. So I'd rather, if you're, if we're going over stats from him last year, I'd rather see, Okay, before finger, 
after finger. They're probably like two different people. Number one quarterback, number 38 quarterback. They've got to be pretty drastic. But with this team, dude, he could light up. And that stat, that, that quote, that was a direct quote from Hackett today. So I think they're just going to let him light it up. And then you've got these dynamic running backs that go along with it. What what's could, what's going to stop this offense? Again, who do you cover? It's just going to be awesome. Correct. Uh, and to Russ's credit, when he was going through all of that and his injury and everything, he did not blame it on the injury. No, Russ he's like, I'm good. Never, I'm fine. Russ is never. I've never considered Russ a diva. He's not a whiner. He's weird, though. He, he is, is an odd bird, man. Yeah, but who cares? I like care about stats. I hear you there. Patty Mahomes, your oh. guy. You, you love him. He was QB four last year and fifth in points per game. He's currently going as the QB two in drafts behind Josh Allen and right in the middle of the third round. Because of that, I'm not going to have very many shares of him. We all know I don't draft QBs that high. I will say that QBs that lose their wide receiver one, like he lost Tyreek Hill, that was a wide receiver one last year, um, they average a drop of two and a half points per week in fantasy. So we're talking 42 and a half points over the course of the year. That have made him QB seven in total points, but he would have been tied with Kirk Cousins for QB 11 in points per game. I am not spending a third round pick on Kirk Cousins. As much as I do like Kirk. Why do you have to disparage Kirk Cousins? I I just said I love him. I'm not drafting him in the third round. Well, maybe you should think about it because he's dreaming. I'm not drafting anyone in the third round. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling if Josh Allen was sitting there in the middle of the third round, you wouldn't snag him up? Not a chance. Zero percent. That's just stupid. But nonetheless, yeah, you know I love him. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, years ago when he came out as a rookie, nobody had ever heard of him. I waited, waited, waited in my league of record, gave him a $2, got him for 2 bucks the league minimum, gave him a five-year contract. Everybody in the league scoffed at me, laughed at me, made fun of me, wasting a roster spot. Who is this yokel? He's, he can't even beat out Alex Smith. So I waited, and I bided my time, and I had him year two for $3. And I lit up the freaking league. The dude was a monster and he still is. Unfortunately for me, because he did so well and made so little, he held out on me and I had to pay him a good bit more money in year three. But that's besides the point. He's dreamy. He's amazing. He still is. I think he's excited to sort of be starting over. He no longer has the diva who whines when he doesn't get 19 targets a game, only 18. And I think this could be the beginning of something really good. This division, as exciting as it is, might have the most question marks of any division in terms of fantasy. We don't have many questions with uh, the Chargers. We kind of we kind of know what they're about, what they're going to do. But there are questions everywhere else, and Kansas City absolutely has a ton of question marks, both with the wide receivers. And in the backfield, and because of that, I at least have some questions about Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, I hope you're right. I like Mahomes. So I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong and he's not affected too much. I hope so too. Moving on to Derek Carr. In his entire career, he has only finished as a QB1 once when he was QB11 all the way back in 2016. His past four seasons have been pretty good, though. 
He's never been under 4,000 yards. His completion percentage has always been over 67%. His major problems have been, one, he doesn't run, which you need in a QB uh, for fantasy purposes, and two, his lack of touchdown passes, 19, 21, 27, and 23 touchdown passes over the last four years. He's efficient, though. His career interception percentage is of 1.9. It's better than Peyton Manning's and just behind the GOAT, Tom Brady, who's at 1.8. And one thing, I mentioned this briefly earlier, but Carr does like to throw the deep ball. He was fifth in air yards last year and seventh in yards per attempt. He was also number three in clean pocket completion percentage. He completed 75% of his throws in a clean pocket. And this is what irritates me because the Raiders didn't hardly do anything to bolster their offensive line. And it just doesn't seem like this is the route they need to take. Um, I don't know. I think, did, wait, what was your bold prediction for him that he'd lead the league in touchdown passes? That was one of my bold predictions. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I didn't agree with that. I did agree that it was very bold. I believe he will set his career high. I 100% believe that. But, um, yeah, I think there's a chance he'll be fourth in the league and fourth in his division. <laughs> as, as crazy as that sounds. The predictions are all over the place, and they're going to be for every all parts of this division. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's that, I think that's maybe the biggest question mark of all. What's that offense? How's it going to run? And what, how are they going to use Adams? If they use him, how the, the Packers use them, they should be stomping feeling. How could he not have a lot of touchdown passes? They're going to move the ball. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, no, I don't obviously. know where to put him. I, he's somebody I want to root for because I really like the dude. Uh, but man, it's it's tough in this division. You're in a lot of divisions. He might be he be maybe the one, definitely the two in most divisions as far as quarterbacks. But this one, he's probably four. He's my QB thirteen, just behind Kirk Cousins, who's my QB twelve. Yeah, I uh, yeah. What's he going? He's going thirteenth, right behind Aaron Rodgers. Man, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know who's not going that low, and that is Justin Herbert. The golden boy, the chosen one, the guy that's going to give the Chargers their first championship. L.A. is doing all the right things to make it happen. Herbert is the talent that can take them there. I, I think. I really, I really want to have it. They're going to lose in the Super Bowl to the Cowboys. Okay, here we go. Anyway, Herbert had the second most pass attempts in the league last year, six hundred and seventy-two. He threw for over 5,000 yards and 38 touchdowns. He was fifth in red zone passing attempts as well. And I didn't know this fifth in red zone carries for quarterbacks, uh, which I didn't realize he ran that much runs. I did not go back and look at the film, just the stats. Just asking. Yeah. He was QB two last year. He's my current QB three. The only blemish, if you can call it that, and gives me a little bit of hesitancy. is, is. no. Have you seen him last? He had something done every year. Of I was going to say, because Acne is more money, more handsome. Yeah. Well, when you got that kind of money, that's you I know, know. and you're the face of the franchise, they don't want you looking like a seventh grader anymore with your greasy hair and your acne. The only thing, <laughs> I, 
I can't imagine the NFL really cares what their players look like. He's the face of the franchise. Of course they do. I guess. I, well, and they are out in L.A., so maybe they do need yeah, a pretty boy. Of course. Boy leading the way. Guy's carrying got the torch. pockets now. He probably had all kinds of dermatologists coming after him. Hey, buddy, let me clear that pock up for you real quick. Back to football. The one thing that worries me a little bit, and this is going to sound weird, is there is Isaiah Spiller of all people because he is by far the best uh, compliment that they've had to Austin Eckler. And if they have him, it makes me wonder if – I mean, he, this guy's 225 pounds and he's talented. If they have a guy like that, are they going to run the ball that um, down towards the end zone more than passing? Like I said, Herbert was, what, QB5 in red zone passing attempts? You got a big bruiser like Isaiah Spiller. You know, we Maybe. we might cut down those red zone passes. Maybe, right. That's the literally he's listening, he's my QB three. It's not holding me back very much. It's just something that's in my in my consciousness. Uh yeah, I that's yeah, that's not something I'm gonna think about a whole lot. Cause I I don't know if there was a team in the league last year that threw from the one more than they did. Um yeah, he he's gonna be a beast, he'll be a monster, he might be number one in the league. A, a lot of people, I know, not a lot, but some people won last year. If year one was maybe just sort of a fluke, what are they going to, how will he do once they get some tape on him? Boy, if last year showed us anything, he was 10 times better. Imagine if he oh, improves yeah. this year as much as he did last year. He's, he'll just light the league up. He's got badass receivers, badass team all around him, maybe the best receiving back in the league in Eckler. This guy's just prime for success. And in a division where you've got to score 45 points a game to win. Love him. Love him a lot. Uh, moving on to the running backs. <clears throat> Denver Broncos, they got a duo here. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Javante is our guy. We have both been screaming about him since even before he was drafted. I had him in my way too early top five running backs. And he absolutely has a chance to do that if we can get Melvin Gordon out of the way. Last year, they each had 203 carries and over 900 rushing yards, but Gordon scored eight touchdowns. Javante only had four. Williams was used in the passing game more, though. I don't see that changing. I do, however, think that rather than being a 50-50 split, I think it's probably going to be more of a 55-45, 60-40 split where Javante's getting a little more work. And look, running backs don't last long. When you have a guy as talented as Williams, he was six innovative tackles and 841 of his 903 rushing yards were created yards, meaning they were yards that he gained beyond what was being blocked for. 841 at a 903. That is insane. And Gordon had a good year last year too, but he is 29 years old. And when that cliff hits, man, it hits running backs hard and fast. I just hope for Javante's sake, the Broncos use Gordon in like a Samaj P. Ryan role for the Bengals, where he's just coming in when the lead dog needs a break. Joe Mixon gets tired. P. Ryan comes in. Javante needs a breather. Let's go, Gordon. Probably not going to happen. Fingers crossed, though. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Javante. We've already told this story about how excited I was with him out of college. Man, is is that the best one-two in the league? Uh, No. I know you still got Chubb and Hunt, but, man, these guys, they can't be too far behind them. They can't be too far behind them. When you look at their stats, like you just said, they were almost identical last year. Which one do you think is a better receiving back? Uh, Williams. Okay. 
I mean, they used him that way last year, and and they'll do it again this year. Okay, he's got it all. That dude can do it all. Well, yeah, when that that was it, the Sunday night or Monday night game where you and I were texting the whole time, like this guy's the best guy on the field. There's nobody else close right now. On offense, defense, there's no one in the stadium. I mean, it was wild. It was wild. So yeah, they're they're going to put up a lot of points. What, what I think we talked last did we talk last week where where those guys are going? I'm not sure. One of these weeks we did. Yeah, Javante, um, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Uh, Javante is going at R, at RB9. And Melvin Gordon, though, he's not going until – man, he's down here, RB33. Yeah. So yeah, if, I have him at 33 and Javante at 10. But, yeah, close enough to nine. Yeah, if you think the workloads are going to be similar to last year, then Gordon is a steal. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Imagine if – man, I'm not – not wish I like Melvin Gordon, but imagine if he got hurt. Where would say he gets hurt in a third preseason game? Does Williams shoot up to like number three, number four? I was just gonna say he he'd be my RB three, right behind Taylor, right behind Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean on that offense and his how dynamic he, might, he is. Wow, he might be RB two, man. Uh, that be tough, and those are all huge what ifs. But yeah, I I don't think Denver's gonna struggle at, at the running back position. No, no. One team that might, though, is uh, the Chiefs man, Ronald Jones and Clyde Edwards, Elaire, CEH. A few months ago, I had mentioned that if I was going to be higher than most on a running back, it was probably going to be CEH. Well, much like my flip flop on Derrick Henry, I think last week it was. I'm changing course on that, too. Mostly because I think Ronald Jones is just good enough to solidify the early down slash goal line role while CEH handles a passing game work. And there might be a lot of passing game work. I just haven't seen CEH be good enough at the NFL level to really pay back his RB27 price tag right now. Last year, Ronald Jones hit a 20% snap share. The year before, though, he had a 47% snap share, which was good for 32nd in the league. But he was 11th in rushing yards, just shy of 1,000. He averaged five yards a carry that year. I feel like we're forgetting about this. I don't know why. I don't know why everyone hates Ronald Jones. Maybe because we waited for him to be good for so long and he, he just wasn't. I don't know what it is. Jarek McKinnon's also on the roster for now. Could get cut. Who knows? But he's a pass catching back just like CEH is, which is, is another knock to him. I mean, CEH, his juke rate was low. His breakaway run weight rate was low. He was 30th in yards created per touch. I just... I would much rather have Jones at RB40 than CEH at RB27. Yeah, I don't know. Remember, we talked a couple weeks ago that that report came out that one beat writer said they don't even know if Jones will make the team. I don't don't know. I I, I still don't understand why CEH doesn't do better. It's odd to me. Uh, Yeah, You were really high on him coming out. You were really high. And then was it last year? We were texting during the one game, or we might even talk on the phone, when they gave him the ball, like, eight times in one game from the one yard line couldn't get it in. No. Now that said, like seven of those eight times, he was getting hit as he was taking the handoff. Mm-hmm. The offensive line just was like opening up the floodgates like Moses. It was crazy. But there was at least one where he definitely hesitated. Yeah, I, I don't know. what I, I can't understand how any back could play in that system and not throw up more points. A hundred percent agree. And another confusing situation is the Raiders backfield. Especially with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I don't because, think it's confusing at all. I think it just right. 
is what it is. They're going to be RBBC and stay away from all of them. Listen to this guy, though. He, he averages 280 touches per year, but he can't be a bell cow. He's never had less than 1,220 scrimmage yards, but we need to have a running back by committee. He has 28 touchdowns in three seasons, but we don't want to exercise his fifth-year option. He was fifth in catches, fourth in catch rate, but we need a third down back. He was ninth in yards created and seventh in evaded tackles. I, I don't know what I'm missing here. Do you know who is eighth in yards created and, and tied for seventh in Jacobs with evaded tackles? Santa Claus. Your boy Joe Mixon, who is your nice. maybe RB1. Jacobs is RB20 and, and dropping. Mixon's RB7. I don't know why everyone hates Jacob so much, including the Raiders. He's he's performed every year he's been in the league. Yeah, I don't understand it either. It's uh, I mean, I get what they're doing now. That's not their style. They're not going to pay a running back a bunch of money. They want a whole bunch of fresh guys out. They'll play whoever they're playing one week. It could be him. Next week it's Drake. Next week it God knows who. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's. Again, it's a situation I don't want. If I have to take one, I'm taking Jacobs. But I'm not spending, in my legal record, I'm not spending any kind of money over him. I'll let somebody else pay for his name. More power to you. But that, well, that's, if, I can't do if it. You want, if you want a cheap $2 running back in your league, that's Kenyon Drake. He, he's not going to be the, the first down, second down guy. Strictly no. third down, strictly second string role. But, and right now he's on his RB64. I'm not really, wor really worried about Brandon Bolden they brought in. He's a special teams ace. That's what he does. He'll steal a few catches a couple games throughout the year, but that's it. Two years ago, Drake had 1,000-plus scrimmage yards and mm. double-digit touchdowns, right? Does no one think that Kenyon Drake can't be the James White role in the Josh McDaniels offense? That's a lucrative role if he can get it. If that's something that Drake nails down, Jay, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago in previous episode that James White led the Patriots in touchdown catches – more than once on the season. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, I mean, did you see this Kenyon Drake thing from just a little bit ago? Sean Reed reports he's expected to maintain a significant role in the Raiders' backfield. There you go. See, look at this. But, but, but what is significant? That's what I'm saying. When you got four guys that are going to take turns out there, what is significant? Don't know, but if you're worried about spending that money, like you said, spend it on Drake then. I would if I can get him. He, he won't go. As a matter of fact, I think he's actually already signed. I, don't, I think he's on a team. That I, will, I won't have any access to him. But you're right. If, if he wasn't, that's the guy. I'm not, I'll let somebody else spend 25 on Josh Jacobs. I'll spend three on, on uh, Drake. If you're, if you're in redraft, Jake, Drake's your, what, RB five or six? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, you take that chance on to plug him in yes. with injuries, with this and that and the other. You never know. You – any given week with buys you throw in, you might get a lucky touchdown catch. It's strange. The whole situation is just so bizarre. I'm just looking here. At, um, Kenyon Drake is now RB61, so he's moved up a little bit. But Trey Sermon is going right after him. I mean, Trey Sermon doesn't even have a role in the offense as of right now. He got, he got kicked to the curb. Deontay Foreman is going before Kenyon Drake. He I sure just, is. I'd much rather, at least Kenyon Drake, we know has a role. And how is Gus Edwards 50th? I don't know. I, well, I guess coming off the injury, people got to, don't, don't trust it. All right. Someone who is nowhere near RB 50 is Austin Eckler. He was last year's RB two by 42 points and half point PPR leagues. 
if not for Jonathan Taylor, this dude is king of the castle. Uh, and he did it mostly on the back of 94 targets, 74 catches, 647 receiving yards, and 20 total touchdowns. 20. That's not going to repeat itself. His other uh, touchdown totals in his career, 5, 6, 11, and 3. Let's just say this past year you give him 11 touchdowns, which were his most ever. He'd been RB5, which I think is right around his ceiling. Not a huge drop-off, obviously, RB2 to RB5, but I think that is his ceiling. And I have him in RB7. So I think that's a little bit more appropriately priced uh, than him being current RB2. So I'm not going to have very many shares of him because he's going to go in the top two, top four picks. I'm, And if I pick up there, I'm not taking him there. He's going to have to drop for me to get him. But a lot of people are buying in those 20 scores. And I'm telling you, that is that we're going to have regression there. We're coming back to the mean. So, I mean, I know they're going to be in a lot of shootouts in the AFC West. And it's also hard for me to see Echo getting more than 94 targets. He, This dude is getting drafted at or above his ceiling, and it's a little too rich for me. Now, it probably sounds like I'm down on Eckler. I'm not. Love him. He's awesome. I had him on more than one league last year. It's just, it's just too expensive for me. So, as you know, I love Eckler. I had a good deal on him in my league of record a couple years ago. He was dominating for me, and then he got hurt. And ultimately, I was in contention for the title. So I traded him. Um, oh no, that's a that's a blatant lie. I didn't trade him. I got in ser- I made another trade to get Josh Jacobs, and I got in serious financial trouble when Eckler came back unexpectedly. I had to dump him, and then this massive bidding war went in. And the guy that has him now is paying about what he would go for, probably like 62, 63 bucks, which is about what he'd go for in my league right now. I think that's a it's a fair price. But, yeah, he, he's dreamy. But, yeah, you're right. There's no way he's scoring 20 touchdowns again. If he does, we'll say great job. We were wrong. But it, it's going to be hard. A lot of mouths to feed. He had – I think, what, he had four in that one game, like in the first half. You know, you take away that, now we're already back to 16. Um, but, man, you, I know you don't, you don't have your rankings right now, but where do you think you have him? Like, off the cuff, where do you think you would put him? Well, didn't, didn't I – was he is he in your top five? Let me just look real quick. He might be. Yeah, I, I think. know you have Taylor Taylor one. You have Mixon two. Running backs. Let me look. I have in three. Taylor, okay. Mixon, Eckler, Henry Harris. Okay, so you're definitely higher than him than me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you're not. You 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 go on and on about what this offense is is gonna do. Why would you take what what could potentially be the focal point of it and and expect well, a big uh, drop off? I, uh, I agree Herbert, with the touchdowns. Right, so he's going to drop in touchdowns. He's so if he drops in touchdowns um, and doesn't gain any more targets, which I don't anticipate he's going to, and Isaiah Spiller comes in and steals work, which I do think will happen. Maybe not right away, but Spiller's very talented and, like I said, easily the best. Um, second back that they've had since they've had Eckler and they've been dying to take work away from Eckler and this is their chance. So I think he gets less targets. I think he gets less carries and definitely less touchdowns. I agree with that, but I still think he's going to have a huge year. Um, Yeah. I mean, again, Spiller will be there. He'll get some work. 
he has a viable backup now, but I don't really see him cutting into him. The dude's just too dynamic, too good. He could – I wouldn't even be surprised. I don't think it's going to happen. He might have more than 20 touchdowns. Who knows? There's, like I said, this, this whole division is so explosive, just so many skilled players that you, you just don't know what's going to happen. I told you, the most question marks of any division, I think. Yeah. But they're all, right. all good Why question marks. None of this is bad. This is frustrating all frustrating for fantasy. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's for like, fantasy. is Eckler going to score 25 or only 20 yeah. touchdowns this year? Is Herbert going to throw 50 or only 43? Yeah. You know, they're they're good. They're as a coach and as a fan center, these are at least good questions to have. True. All right. Pass catchers. We're going back to the Broncos to, to finish them up. And we're talking about Cortland Sutton, who is someone I have been high on for years. Uh, so might as well, I might as well stick with it. No need to get off of now. He does have a Pro Bowl nod under his belt from 2019. He was hurt in week one of 2020. He looked great for the three catches I think he had during that game. And honestly, he dealt with junior varsity quarterback play last year. He only had 98 targets last year, but he was number one in the league in average depth of target. So you're telling me that I have a six foot three, 220 pound receiver who specializes in running deep routes. And now I have a quarterback who specializes in throwing the deep ball. I'll take that, sir. His current ADP is wide receiver 26. I have him at wide receiver 15. I just can't look at him, look at his strengths, look at Russell Wilson, and not project Sutton to be Russ's go-to guy. Yeah, he might be. Uh, I I will say, most of my projection for Sutton is more narrative than anything which is really not my style, but that's what happens when a new quarterback and a new coach comes to town. It's, it's tough to, to use just stats when you're dealing with so many new things. I got you. Um, yeah, they had here on uh, Fantasy Pros, they had Judy 24 and Sutton at 26 right Ooh. now. Mm, I do not in, like that at all. In half point. Tim Patrick at 62. Maybe is he the highest paid number three receiver in the league? There's a guy uh, that could really benefit from all this. Um, I was, oh, you're right. I do see this Sutton and Judy's up at 24. Judy is skyrocketing then because he was not there as much as like four or five days ago. Yeah, it could even be just because of that quote today of them saying straight up, Russ wants to run it as fast as he can and have 80 offensive plays. Let's roll with it. Uh, he's never he's never been productive really at all. I mean, he was last year's twenty seventh in yards per route run, fifty ninth in yards per catch. He was, was number one. In, Judy, Judy, sorry, Judy. Wasn't he last, was? Wasn't he a rookie last year or was he a sophomore? No, last year, year was sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, now I will say he was number one in the league in target separation. That so that's that's saying a lot. But the guy you brought up, Tim Patrick, and I posted this on on Twitter. I think a Facebook page as well. If Denver runs two wide receiver sets, who's going to be Sutton's running mate? Is it going to be Judy or might it be six foot three Tim Patrick, who they just gave $11 million to this year? I think they signed him to a three year deal. This year he's making 11.3 million bucks. I can get him at wide receiver 63. Yes. I think yes. part of the problem with your question is will Sutton even be the number one? Yeah. Yes, okay, we'll we'll find out, aren't we? Because I, I don't know if that's true. I'm, 
People must really love this offense to have three wide receivers in the top 26. No, top 60. Oh, wait, no. Oh, you're right. You're top right. 62, but two in the top 26. Yeah. Right. Patrick 62. Um, But still, he's, yeah, he's the number three receiver and they have him going at 62. I mean, even the top two in the league, that would be 64. If you took the top two from each team, that'd be 64 receivers. They had their number three here at 62. The only other oh. team I can think of that would be close. Now, I'd have to look at ADP, but the Chargers, or I'm not sorry, not the Chargers, the, the Bengals. The Bengals, yeah. Um, They'll be Tyler, Tyler Boyd's at 50. Okay, so that's probably the only other team that would be yeah. different, or that would be up there with them. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, and they're, they're going to be – They'll be awesome. I, I'm I'm sticking or I'm staying away from the tight end situation here. Um, Albert Ogui Boonham, which is great because I have heard at least a hundred guys say his name, and I've yet to hear any any two people say it the same. So I don't think you can mess it up. Uh, either him or or the rookie Greg Dolchich. Um, like I said, I'm leaving the situation alone. We know next to nothing on how this is going to play out. Some people think Albert O is the man. And that's why they could get rid of Fant. Some people think that Dolchich is coming in to start right away. Some people think it's going to happen midseason. It's, I'm out. It's not worth it. I've not, not ever really that. looked how, how, and I know this wasn't up to Russ because he didn't get to do his own thing in Seattle, but how does he target tight ends much? They always tried. I remember like Jimmy Graham would catch touchdowns up there. They always wanted to make Will Disley a thing. They always tried, but. Also, that offense, it was either run the ball or throw it deep, yeah. right? So, like you said, it's it's tough to take any context out of what Russell Wilson would do. Right. Well, I can tell you if I had to pick one of these guys, I want Judy. Wow. Okay. That's We don't normally – when we disagree, we're usually close, and we're nowhere close on this one. I want nothing to do with Judy. He's my third pick of these guys. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just I, – I have nothing – Corlin's son, I just – he doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. I just – he just doesn't. I'm not saying he won't have a decent year. I just – if I think – if I'm if i looking now and I had to hedge my bets, I'm putting all the money on Judy. We should we should make an off-air bet on that. We can make an on-air bet on it. You don't okay, scare next me. Next episode. Let's let's think about it. Let's you talk about it. don't scare me. All right. All right. Pretty boy. Uh, well, I appreciate uh, your honesty there. Welcome. Moving on to the Chiefs. Again. Question mark after question mark. Well, I'm going to start with Sky Moore because this is one of my favorite guys to watch on film and my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He has got some great little nuances in his route running, reminiscent of a guy we were talking or that we're about to talk about, Hunter Renfro. And he led the nation in missed tackles by a wide receiver last year. Interesting little note. Uh, even though he's a rookie, if I have to have a Chiefs receiver, Moore is who I want. There's no way to know who's going to be the number one guy in Kansas City. But I'd rather take a chance on the devil I don't know rather than the devil I do know, which is I know Juju Smith-Schuster. I know MVS. I'm taking a game on Sky Moore, and he has the lowest ADP of them all. I think he was wide receiver 56. Yeah, Juju's would, 34. Yeah, I would much rather have um, Sky Moore down at 56. MVS is 52. Yes, and Sky Moore is 55 now. Yeah, I don't know. For a long-term league, I definitely want Sky Moore. For this year, I don't know. Maybe Juju just for this year, but it's not somebody I really want to target. I think all of them will have decent years, but I don't know that I 
target them. If he's just sitting there at some point, I feel as though, well, there's no reason not to take this guy. I'll do it. But I really think the ball's going to get spread around a lot more. I think that offense in itself will be better because he's not going to have to deal with any of the diva stuff. Um, I don't care how good of a target, how good of a receiver guy is, if, or a quarterback is, that is. If you're feeling, start feeling forced to throw to one or two guys, it makes your life living hell. I think this is going to free up everybody. I, I think, I said growing pains, but I think they'll all have decent numbers. But yeah, Sky Moore is a guy I want to target in my uh, league of records to have. Yeah. Not a guy I'm necessarily going to start this year, but maybe starting next year, just rocking it. I think you'll be able to start him this year, if nothing else in a flex. And here are my arguments against Juju and MBS. In 2018, three seasons ago, four seasons ago, Juju had 1,426 receiving yards. In the three seasons since then, he's combined for 1,512. And I know injuries play a part in that. But I don't know what he – he's young. He's young. He's only 25, I think. I I just don't know how much he has left in tank. What kind of toll did the injuries take? I I don't know. MVS, the dude is only a deep threat uh, receiver. And, And granted, he's good at that. But if you look at Matt Harmon's reception perception, he wasn't good at running any other routes except deep routes. In its evidence, he was 95th in route win rate. 95th. Over his four-year career, he averages two catches per game. Two. That's it. I just can't, I can't get behind either one of those guys. Like I said, I don't think either one, I don't think any one of these receivers is going to blow up. I think that as a combined unit, they're going to have really good stats. And I think Mahomes will have great stats. I, but I don't think there's any one that's going to be, I, there's not one name in there that I think has any remote possibility of being a top 15 guy. Agreed. And, and luckily their, their ADP reflects that. Yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey, he's been either the tight end one or two since every year since time began. So we don't need to say anything about him. How early are you willing to take Kelsey? He's going in the first or early second too early for me. I'm not doing it. I, I don't, I don't like taking a tight end that early. You've done it before. I've been in leagues with you where you've done it before. I have, but, but typically it's a league where I'm having fun and it's not boatloads of money and anything too crazy happened. Um, and I don't know, late second, late second. I, I can't, I'm not taking him in the first round. I don't care. It depends. If we're talking about a 12-team league, yeah, I'll take him maybe anywhere from pick 18 down, but I'm not going – I'm not taking him before that. And and what about Andrews? Just just for funsies here, throw that one out there. About the same. Maybe maybe two or three spots earlier just because of okay. the, unridi- the ridiculous volume. So you should be able to get Andrews because I, he's usually going after Kelsey. Oh, yeah, well – I actually, this year, I'm not even in any redraft leagues. We'll get you in one. I hope not. Okay. <laughs> they bore me anymore. All right. If you're scared, say you're scared. Then I think um, I'm just bored. That's fair. Devontae Adams, um, the big, big name wide receiver that the Raiders went out and got. He, for not for fantasy. But if you if I had to pick one receiver in the league who I think is the best all around receiver and who I would want on my team, it's Devontae Adams, five time pro bowler, two time all pro touchdown machine. Granted, Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers helps him with that, but he does have history with Derek Carr. Do you remember those collegiate stats they had? It's been 10 years. 
been a long yeah. time, a, a decade, right? Um, just about since they played together. So I think that connection people bring up a lot is a little overblown. It's been a long time since they played together. Um, but my biggest concern with Adams and all of the other pass catchers here, which we which we mentioned, is just the target volume week to week. What's the game plan going to be from week one to week two to week three? Who's going to be the go-to guy? What's the defense going to do? That's the only thing that worries me about all of these receivers, um, and that is just the target volume and when is it going to happen. I agree that that was a long time ago, but there's no denying that those two guys have wanted to play together for some time. And there are parts of that that I think will hold over that, you know, they're going to really trust each other. They know where each other's going to be. He knows the spin coming off his ball, all those little things that can add up to little things here and there. Yeah, the numbers were sick together in two years. They had 38 touchdowns in two seasons together. It's just, just freaking crazy. Less than twelve or less games in college per season. If if you go if you make it up to a bowl game, correct. It's twenty twenty six games total they played. Twenty six games total they played together. 30, touchdown Thirty eight touchdowns in twenty six games, and roughly a little over three thousand yards. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's insane. It, it really was. Um, yeah, he's a beast. How are they going to use him? What, like I said, this, this is such huge turnover of everything between that the receiver the new head coach all these things and mcdaniels is he going to be but try to be belichick again and fail like he did with the broncos or is he going to do something different here and, and really use like that like i said they didn't spend what they did on him and bring him in and give him all that money to have 73 catches and six touchdowns um yeah, I, 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 I wish I knew, man. I wish you we had, uh, you know, could crystal ball and could look and see how this is going to pan out because it's going to be one of the more interesting little sidebars of the league is how this Raiders offense really pans out. I don't want to beat a dead horse with the Hunter Renfro stuff because we have talked about him already. He's, if I had to pick a guy, I don't think he's going to be the highest scoring guy, but as far as price tag, what you have to pay to get, he might be the best in a PPR league. Mm-hmm. Simply because if he is the Wes Welker, if he is a Julian Edelman of a McDaniels offense, if that's what he runs, that's always a lucrative position. And he's a compiler. When when Waller went out last year, Renfro was 8 for 134, 9 for 102, 13 for 117 and 1. Then he only had 3 for 32, but then he was 3 for 41 and a 7 for 76 and 1. He yeah, but wasn't compiler. that 3 for 32 game? Didn't he have two touchdowns in that game? I don't believe so. But um, I don't know. For his yeah, price tag, go ahead. Uh, for his price tag, I would rather him than the other guys because, I mean, Devontae's, I think he's my wide receiver six right now. So I'm probably not going to get him. But um, I do. I love Renfro. And if he can get that Edelman role, he can get that Wes Welker deal. He'll, he'll be able to, to return big time dividends on his wide receiver 31. He was wide receiver 12 last year. He'd easily be a top 20 receiver, PPR leagues. Oh, no doubt. The, that was, yeah, the three for 32 game was at, uh, at Cleveland. I think it was one of those really muddy, terrible games, if I remember correctly. But it was it was on a January 9th against the Chargers. Uh, four receptions on five targets, 13 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, That's sick. 
and and Carr looks for him in in the end zone. So he had five. Yeah, you know, he gets a lot of red zone targets. He had five touchdowns in the last five weeks. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. Um. Now Waller for me, he was he was a top three tight end for me last year. I know he got hurt. He he was still he was tight end six in points per game, which I can live with. If you know, if I take him as my third tight end, he gets me top six. I I can take that depending on the draft capital. Another reason I don't spend high on on tight ends. He averaged around nine and a half points per game. I could see that happening again. Nine and a half points per game isn't too too, too exciting. It's not you know I'm not too upset about it either. But because of that, he's just not an elite option for me anymore. I think he's my tight end five or six. But again, not going to get him because someone's going to jump on him way early. Yeah, he was my number five. He's got the hardest schedule coming up for tight ends. Of course, that doesn't matter so much year to year. I mean, the more I see things about it, the, the more I'm, try, I'm trying to become believers. So I like the dude. I root for him. You know, all the stuff he's been through and being a former Raven, I, I, I root for the guy. But could he be buried under this new thing, this new offense, or could he be the biggest beneficiary of all? Again, we have no freaking clue. I don't know. I don't know where to draft him. I know I'm not taking him high, just like you're not. But this is a guy that somebody might take in the sixth round who ends up paying off second-round talent. Might be a guy somebody takes in the third round and he pays off tenth-round talent. Literally no freaking clue. So let's finish this off with a team and a position group that we do kind of have a clue about. Uh, We'll start with Keenan Allen of the Chargers. This dude is old faithful. He, he's like that old worn in shirt that you have that your wife or girlfriend complains about because you wear it all the time, but it fits. It's comfortable. It gets the job done. Allen isn't a flashy pick by any means, but you're never upset when he's on your team. He had 157 targets last year, over hundred catches, over 1100 yards and six scores. He's finished. At, he finished as a wide receiver two or better 10 different weeks. Dude is steady. Eddie. Wide receiver 15 last year, 14 the year before. Wide receiver 8, wide receiver 12. Back in 2017, he was wide receiver 3 coming back from an injury. Yeah. Every single year, his points were between 195 and 211. Besides his breakout, he had 233. Dude, it is death, taxes, and Keenan Allen scoring around 200 fantasy points, man. He His ADP is wide receiver 10. I have him wide receiver 12. If I get him as my wide receiver 2, I am pumped. Oh, well, yeah, if you get him as your wide receiver, too, of course you're pumped. Because that's and, and, either and, 10 or 12 is a wide receiver one. Yeah, but I've been doing mock draft. It's it's not uncommon for that to happen. Because right. depending on your league, a lot of folks are, you know, Keenan Allen, he's boring. I don't want him, so he's dropping. It's so weird in my league. Every year, if somebody – if he if when he goes back out, out there, he's either way underappreciated – or way overappreciated. Like there's never any in between. Somebody's either spending 60 on them or spending 26. There's never anything in between, depending on the group of people you're drafting with. He, it's and that's what I'm saying. That's why I've been getting him as a wide receiver too lately. Yeah, he's an enigma. It's it's weird. He either goes way too high or way too low. Yeah, he always produces. The dude can play. He's on a great offense. He's got a badass quarterback. He's got talent all around him. About the only knock you could make on the dude is. Is there is there enough bread to go around to everybody? Well, I hope so because his running mate. Oh, here, we here we go. Williams. Here we go. Get out my, the boots, people. My. Get out your boots. It's getting it's, deep. 
He's got two seasons under his belt with over a thousand yards receiving, and he has a season with double digit touchdowns. Last year, he had 129 targets. He was wide receiver 10, beating out our beloved Keenan Allen, and he just got paid. Now, sometimes some wide receivers, they get the cash, they want to cash it in. But at a bare minimum, the Chargers would not have paid him three years, $60 million if they weren't planning on making him a big part of the offense. You take that, mix it with a high-scoring division, fairly easy schedule, mixed with easy matchups and and blow-up spots. He is going to be a lot more um, peak than Valley this year. I'm telling you, Mike Williams, top 10 receiver, easy. Now, you said top five. I did. I currently have him at seven, I think, right now. But you had him at five if you when we did our rankings originally, right? Or yeah, four. I think I had him at four. Yeah. yeah. And I scoffed. I scoffed. Which is fine. That's okay. It's okay to scoff. Sorry, because we both put in one guy that we Listen, don't. I don't think either one's really. People thought Albert Einstein was an idiot too, buddy. I think we both put one guy in that neither one of us thought would actually be top five, but has the potential. And that's this guy for you, mine, St. Brown, because he's not going to be top five. Sure. But let's, we can pretend he is. Uh, my biggest worry, week 18, he had nine receptions on 17 targets. What That's what right. was the anomaly there? I don't remember. Why um, why did he have wait, so many? Was, was Allen out this, or something? I, I don't was this the game where they kept doing those Yes. Those wait, they zones, thought it might end up in a corner face. Yeah, they kept doing those corner face. It was like they yes. it's just every time they got near the goal line, they did a corner fade and and everybody knew it was coming. I, I knew it was coming. Yes. You knew it was coming. The defense knew it was coming. And Perper just kept throwing it out of bounds. And everybody thought that they might tie on purpose so they could both go to the playoffs. But the Raiders, yeah. remember, the Raiders were, it looked like yeah. they were going to say, you know what, let's just do it. Let's do it. But and then the didn't. Chargers decided they were going to be sneaky and pulled that crap and ended up blowing up in their faces and they're missing the playoffs because of it. So they deserve it. But before that, he had four, nine, six, seven, eight. So he's a steady guy, but those aren't really the targets I'm expecting out of a top 10 guy. He's a great guy. He's a great guy to throw the ball up and catches the ball in between people. But if I'm taking one of these guys, I'm taking Allen every day of the week, every week of the year. And, and see, the good thing for me is because I have Williams ranked where he is, uh, I can get him in just about every single league I want. If he, he, I have him at wide receiver seven, I think, and he's wide receiver 19. I'm, not, I'm getting team. him. I can easily get him around ahead of where he's going. Yeah, he's going early but, fifth round right now. Oh, yeah, dude. I'll take him at the end of the third if it's me. Oh, that's, that's, and, that's, and, and look, especially if I'm around, if I'm at the turn, because he's probably not going to make it back to me. So okay. I'm all in. All in on Mike Williams. It sounds that way. You, you've made that very clear for weeks now. Uh, Part of me hopes he does well Speaking for you. Existence. Part of me hopes it blows up in your face so I can tell you I told you so. Nice. Uh, anything for Gerald Everett? Well, we've said this before. He's nice. a he's a punt play. You, if you know, if you punt the tight end position and you want to grab him at the end or stream him, yep. he'll like be fine. Uh, yep. I have a lucky week where he has two touchdowns on three catches. He has a ch- when you're streaming tight ends, you want a guy that has a chance of scoring a touchdown, and he's every got week, that every yeah. week with Herbert. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. You want a guy that's on a high-scoring offense like this that doesn't really have a number two even behind him that's going to take reps because you never know. You might get lucky. But, yeah, if you're punting, take Charlie. I think you actually mentioned last week we, for some for some reason that you actually were – weren't you to say you were actually sort of high on Everett as far as those late gambles? 
Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, right. If you're throwing darts at the end, I, I'm, I don't mind Everett at all. Jared Cook was tight in like 16 last year in this offense, and by accident. And so yeah, right, by accident. Yeah. yeah, he's out there. He's got like he's he's on crutches running routes. Yeah. So I'll take that. Yeah. You anything else, my friend? Not not much on any of this stuff. No, this is all good. We we need to mention somebody that I think we both have liked um, that retired this week due to his neck injury, Mr. Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. I, I always Jeez. enjoyed watching the guy play. I enjoyed – I had him on a couple of my teams through the years, and it's a shame when one of those guys has to call it quits early. But I think in he his case, really- definitely the smart decision because you yeah. can't live without a head. Um, That's what I hear. So uh, – or he never you know, left the yard on the field. Yeah, so – I think he's probably played made plenty of money, but boy, do Penny and Walker shoot up the freaking boards all of a sudden, or were they already yeah. there? Because people, were, as much as they were pretending, Pete Carroll, we all knew that Carson was never going to be what he was. Correct. And we actually, it's just starting to happen where Rashad Penny is being drafted before Ken Walker Jr. Or, no, I'm sorry, Ken Walker the third, which is what should happen. Penny's a starter, but. For months now, Walker's ever since the draft, Walker's been going ahead of Penny. I'm just starting to see uh, the pendulum swing the other way now. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I'd like to have either of them, but I definitely would like Penny. Man, if he could do 75% of what he did the last six weeks last year, you got yourself an RB1. Oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the dude was lights out. Absolutely mm-hmm. lights out. Um, almost cost me the – dude almost cost me the once and done league that last week he had. What do you have, like almost – 200 yards, two or three touchdowns. He had like an 85 yarder late in the game. He's talented. But uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. But in fact, I did win it. You sure did. Uh, and you bring it up at least once an episode. So everyone else knows as well. <laughs> it is Folks. a fun format. We have to explain this format well, at some will. point this summer oh, yeah, because sure. it, it is possibly my, I don't know about you. We're both high, it's but it's possibly my. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It really is intense. It seems like it wouldn't be, but boy, does it get freaking crazy! I freaking love the once and done. It is, uh, it's 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 awesome, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please shoot us a message on Facebook or Twitter. We will answer. We do uh, one a week at least. Our tunes are by Flatline. Uh, check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter at gybr underscore podcast. Again, it's at GYBR underscore podcast. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you in a week. See you, bud. Peace.